1: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. We have a lot to get you caught up on. The first e news of the day starts off with James Franco this morning.
0: Yeah, after he won his Golden Globe on Sunday, he got hit with claims of sexual harassment and sexual assault. And now the New York Times has canceled a talk he was supposed to give with his brother Dave about their movie, The Disaster Artist. The Times said, quote, given the controversy surrounding recent allegations, we are no longer comfortable proceeding. Hmm. So Michael Douglas gave an interview to Deadline.com to deny a claim by a woman who says he um, pleasured himself in front of her supposedly 30 years ago when she worked for him. 95-year-old Marvel Comics legend Stan Lee is the latest celebrity, also to be accused of sexual misconduct. Victims are home care nurses. Who oh say, yeah, yeah. Who say he asked them for different kind of favors? Walked around naked and groped them. Huh. So the company that employs the nurses in question stopped working for Lee in December. So far, no lawsuits have been filed and no criminal complaints have been made. Hmm. But Stan's attorneys say the company is trying to shake him down privately, and they're going to fight to clear his quote stellar good name. That would so suck if you're ninety five. And you're losing it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you're, you're doing, I don't know if he is losing it or not, but if that were the situation,
2: man. It happened with my grandpa. He would not necessarily ask for those kinds of favors, but he would forget who some of us are and uh-huh. would think that we were like the nurses and right. would, you know, just randomly start talking to you and you're like, whoa, they have, sometimes have no idea. Right. John Dickerson of Face the Nation
0: is going to replace Charlie Rose on CBS This Morning. So we got a replacement there. Okay. And then there's actress Catherine Deneuve. Do you know who she is?
1: Yeah. She's she's like from my mom's generation.
0: Okay. She was one of a hundred female French writers, performers, and academics who signed a letter denouncing the Me Too movement as a witch hunt and championing a man's right to hit on and even offend women. Hmm. So there are a handful of women pushing back. All right. That's the latest there.
1: Well, no matter what sporting event you're at, there are always those super hardcore fans, and apparently a lot of them participated in this latest poll because these results are incredible. Ticketmaster conducted a survey on fan behavior at sporting events, and they asked 1,000 fans how they thought their behaviors impacted games. For starters, I have to tell you that more than 90% of NFL fans say the crowd in the stadium can sometimes or always influence the outcome of the game. The fans believe that they either sometimes or always influence the outcome of the game.
0: To act like that and look like they look when they're doing that, especially when they're naked from the waist up and their big hairy belly is painted and it's 20 degrees outside, (laughs) you have to believe in your heart of hearts that you're making a difference. You're
1: making some kind
0: of difference. difference.
1: Uh, then it goes a little off the rails. More than fifty percent of fans say cheers and chanting influence the outcome of the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see where chanting and cheers could do that. Well,
2: yeah, like sometimes when you're the twelfth man and you're yeah. really, really loud on fourth down. Sure, who
1: does? Yeah, who did? and nearly forty percent say a combination of cheers, face paint, costume, and dancing are most likely to influence uh-huh. the outcome. Well, yeah, of the
0: game. you got to go big. You got to do. You got to go four for four.
1: Uh, and you cannot blame this one on women. Four times more men than women say dancing and costumes can influence the outcome of the game. <laughs> Uh, Maybe else- that's
0: our problem. Is you two guys aren't going to the Bengals games in full makeup and costume? I would. And you're not dancing. If I had a nice like torso,
1: I'd definitely be out there. I'll paint it up.
0: Maybe that's what we need to do for next season. Get our own section uh-huh. okay? that we fill with people. Section one, There you go. That have the kind of team spirit. That, that Jeff has been describing here. Yeah. And show up at the game.
1: If I thought there was any science supporting this, I'd probably consider it. Oh, you and science. <laughs> Sorry. This <laughs> is yeah. the one time you like science. You and science. <laughs> Elsewhere in the poll, 40% of NFL fans say they are superstitious, and 30% believe their game day rituals and superstitions can influence the outcome. Because really, it's all about you. It has nothing to do with their abilities or how well they play. This is the problem with the Bengals. It was never the coaching.
2: Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com.
1: Surgery has a heart.
2: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
2: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never
1: ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Staff, mm-hmm. it was never the uh-huh. players. Mm-hmm. The problem with the Bengals is the fans.
0: That's exactly what I just said, and
2: that's why what we're going to do.
1: All right. <laughs> Of those rituals, the most popular are wearing a lucky piece of clothing.
2: Oh, I'm really ritual to that. Tailgating. Uh
1: Uh-huh. 30% of fans would give up a free trip to Tahiti to go see their team play in the Super Bowl. I don't know why they chose Tahiti, but okay. I would. Uh, 10% of millennials would be willing to give up their job to see their team play in the Super Bowl. Wow. 13% of fans would give up their own hand.
0: Wow! Give up their own hand? That's
1: pretty far. That Bo- body parts? Is that where you draw the line? I mean, I would. I'd give you a toe. Amputating body parts like a
2: hand. All
1: right, I mean, we got to take did a break. Say that
2: one time, I was like, if the Bengals ever make it to the Super Bowl, I will take out a credit card to go because it might not ever happen oh, again. I you
0: we're gonna say we gonna chop my, off a toe in
2: my lifetime. All right, I do that.
1: We got to take a break. It. We've got more e news coming up straight ahead. Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen, Ed Sheeran. He's such a cutie.
0: He has got to be one of the nicest celebrities we've ever met, ever had to come in
1: and do a show for us. He was just a sweetheart. Do you know Ed Sheeran is obsessed with Heinz ketchup? He likes it. He talks about it on social media. He even has has the logo tattooed on his arm. (laughs) Does it really? No joke. Britain's son, Tabloid, claims Ed has his entourage carry an emergency bottle of ketchup at all times in case he's somewhere they don't have it. I mean, the Heinz ketchup label, it's the same label they've had for, what, like 100 years Ever. or something, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Wouldn't he be a perfect, like, perfect spokesperson for the ketchup, too? He has red hair. The ketchup is red. <laughs> Maybe. It could
0: all See, work out. See, you just brokered
1: a deal right there. Yeah. I really want pot roast now with ketchup. ketchup? Yeah.
2: You put ketchup on your pot roast? Not always,
1: Hmm. but I'm weird craving. Yeah,
2: I was reading that article and it was talking about how he gets mad when he goes to high end restaurants that think they're too good for ketchup, so he has to have his own.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it's it's very insulting. Put ketchup on a good good steak.
1: So if I go to a movie theater that doesn't carry Reese's peanut butter cups, Uh yeah, that happens once. And I don't forget it. And you never go back there again. No, I'll go back there. I'm just bringing Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Who
0: doesn't sell Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? That that should be a staple. Yeah, I mean, that's a no-brainer. I agree
1: with you. It's rare, but it happens. we got to talk to somebody. I'm with you.
0: Well, here comes ABC's version of American Idol. So I think most of us can agree that one of the things that made American Idol a huge sensation when it first debuted years and years ago, is that they had those really bad auditions. William Hung. Right. Right. Exactly. So the new version on ABC is not going to do that. And this is what showrunner Trish Kinane says. She says it doesn't feel comfortable to put borderline unstable people up on stage and laugh at them. Now that doesn't mean that every audition. You're will be assuming serious, they're unstable. Well, you know what? You just don't know. I mean, I've always, and you guys, you probably remember how uncomfortable I would get with the with the bad auditions because I would usually feel really bad for the person. Well, because they're be making like, fun of them. Know. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, they spend a lot of time making fun or being mean, and it's we don't know what's going on there. It's just not. It just never felt very nice to me at all
1: they seem like perfectly sane people to me until they started singing <laughs> ah, ah, ah.
0: that's not true either that's not true either but uh, doesn't mean every audition is going to be serious necessarily she does say that we want the humor but we don't want
1: the exploitation
3: what the bloody hell was that
1: I don't know but yeah. that wasn't singing
0: <laughs> but I mean you think there were some funny ones that member pants on the ground yeah. oh yeah he was nice. Right. I
1: don't know. He may have been borderline crazy.
2: Uh, <laughs> he
0: was not. <laughs> so ones like that I think will still be included, but it's the ones, you know, where you kind of, hmm. Why didn't your friends tell you
1: you weren't a singer?
0: Why didn't your friends tell you? Or is there some kind of diagnosis there? Mm-hmm. Or I'm going
1: to make an armchair diagnosis and mm-hmm. say, you're a horrible singer. <laughs> <laughs> A film historian was doing a TV interview about the Golden Globes on Sunday via Skype and his son walked in and interrupted it. A lot of it is visual. You know, the kid is playing with toys, waving at the camera and so forth. But it, it, I cut down this audio so you can hear a few spots where the interviewer and the boy were talking to each Has other. Has it been quite divisive because of these allegations of sexual harassment towards men and women?
2: Uh, that's my child, excuse me. Oh, he, can, uh, he, yes, he, he I, can come
1: in. It's not a problem, Daniel. We're quite happy oh, to have youngsters okay. on the program, too.
3: Oh, okay. He wants to be part of this. Hi. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> right, my little child? Yes. <laughs> yes,
1: that's great. Great speaking to you and seeing your son as well, Daniel. Thanks so much for joining us from Berkeley.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for having us.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, see, that dad was that's a little more so chill. cute.
2: Yeah. After that the interview other dad?
1: put him at ease. Yeah, <laughs> Remember that one dad when the kid busted in right?
2: and the mom was like, oh, God. Oh, yeah.
0: Was she like dove? Yes,
2: and got the baby and the kid's at the door.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, President Trump weighed in yesterday about possibly running against Oprah in the 2020 election. He says he would beat her, but... He doesn't think that she's going to run. Yeah, you know, Oprah would be a lot of fun. I know her very well. You know, I did one of her last shows. She had Donald Trump this was before politics Her last week. And she had Donald Trump and my family it was very nice. No, I like Oprah. I don't think she's going to run. Yeah, I don't think she's going to run either. The more I think about it, I think he's right. I, I,
0: I don't I don't think she I don't think she really wants that job. I don't think she wants would want to do what she would have to do to do the job. Right. Sometimes it's not very fun stuff. Well, she's gonna have to be inauthentic. She can't nice. be. She can't be her true self at all. And that if she said what she really thought and what she really wanted to do and.
1: That's the key.
0: You got to play. Well, you got to play too many games in politics.
2: But I just think about when she's talking about all of these moments that she remembers from when she was a kid, like watching the first black man accept an Academy Award. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, like, if anyone can be possibly the first african-american woman president it could be her wouldn't or michelle she, obama when yeah. she wants to, to do that for future women of little
0: girls of america and that's gonna be i mean and that's gonna be her struggle is i do believe yeah. that she i think if she feels the call i think she can do it man. i think she's going to want to do it but then on the other side when you bring in you know it's the it's the tear between the heart and the mind mm-hmm. it's like her heart might be in it but her brain is going. This is gonna be hard. <laughs>
1: I think Oprah can do anything she puts her mind to. I just don't think she wants it. Will she bring her cast of characters with her? So will she have like Dr. Phil on the support staff? Yes, probably. Uh, will be Secretary of Health and Human Services. <laughs> the really probably. Inspirational woman. I can't think of her name, but she was. Kind of, oh. those last few years she I- was Iliana the- or yeah. Iliana or whatever yeah. her name is. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, they're all coming. I mean, I think if she could set it up where everybody else has to do the dirty work, she doesn't have to engage in the activities that would go against her.
1: Doctor Oz would be soul. the surgeon general. Yeah, <laughs> that would be cool. Raspberry ketones. <laughs> I know. Think of how healthy we'd be. Tanya Harding did an interview with Pierce Morgan yesterday on Good Morning Britain. And it got so tense that she almost cut it off in the middle.
3: I am really here just to talk about the future and right. what it means. My movie now to me is going to help so many people.
1: Oh, she's talking about the, the new biopic, um, I, Tonya. I Tonya. Yeah, she got upset because Pierce Morgan told her that Nancy Kerrigan was the real victim. And she was trying, of course, talk about the movie that deals with her part as a victim of domestic abuse.
3: To realize that it is okay to ask for help. It took me so so long to be able to ask yeah, for Tonya, somebody to Tonya, help me. Tonya,
1: let me just interrupt a moment.
3: Do you so think that's th- why I'm here speaking? Well, to I know you that you, maybe
1: it suits you to play the victim. But I think the victim in all this wasn't you. It was Nancy Kerrigan who had her Olympic dream and shattered we, quite literally I, in her legs. I, I mean, believe
3: that we all, thank you so much. I appreciate being on your show, but I think I'm going to have to say have a good night.
1: You're, you're going to end the interview because I think that Nancy Kerrigan was the victim here, not you.
3: You weren't letting me finish. I think that many people are the victims of abuse every single day. Anyway. What? She sounds delusional.
1: Well, she ended up continuing the interview. I actually heard. I haven't seen it, but I've heard. Movie's actually um, pretty good.
0: It, it yeah. Well, it's 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 winning awards. Um, but she had a really, and I think that's what's revealed in this movie too. Is she had a rough go as a kid? Right. I mean, she. It's amazing that she made it as far as she did in her skating career because her she had a very ugly beginning. The story is from
1: her perspective.
2: I want to watch it. Because is not Margot Robbie play her? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. to so, be so really get in. I want to see that. Oh, what's that woman's name? Janny. She won the award. She won the Golden
1: Globe for it. She plays Tanya's mother. Allison. Oh, mm-hmm. NBC is airing the Super Bowl this year, and they have already come out and said that if there are players kneeling during the national anthem... They are going to show it. The producer says it is certainly possible there will be protests. We don't know. Maybe there won't be. But look, this was a pretty big story in our country this fall. And if there is kneeling, we will show it. When you're covering a live event, you're covering what's happening. And if there are players who choose to kneel, then they will be shown live. Uh, Technically, he is not necessarily saying that they're going to go out of their way to feature every protest, just that they're not going to go out of their way to censor it.
0: Gosh, there hasn't been much talk about that protest stuff at
1: all in the past couple months. Uh, Pink is singing the national anthem this year, by the way. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.